There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros start a three-game series against the Oakland A's. This is a continuation of a six-game homestand for the Astros. It started with them sweeping three from the Texas Rangers, including a 5-3 win yesterday. Michael Brantley, three hits. Two of them were homers. Rogelio Armenteros gave up a run and struck out six in five innings to get his first big league win, as the Astros have now won five in a row. Taking on an A's team that just split four games in Minnesota after a 7-6 loss to the Twins yesterday. Oakland they've won eight of their last 10 Astros 64 and 37 first in the AL West six and a half games ahead of the Oakland A's who are 57 and 43 in second place and the A's are leading for the second wild card. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist the official health care provider for the Houston Astros Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well it's Garrett Cole on the mound for the Astros and he's been outstanding his entire tenure with the Astros but you look at his last 10 starts 6 and 0 at 2.11 ERA. Yeah, and he's going to reach 200 strikeouts for uh, the third time in his career, and he's going to do it. What, what's this? His 22nd start of the season, and he's on a, a historic pace as far as those strikeouts go this year. And as far as starting pitchers, I mean, he could do it in a lot of different ways and uh, pitches to a game plan. But when he really needs it, it's always going to be that big fastball. Meanwhile, Homer Bailey getting the ball for the A's, making his second start with Oakland, was traded. Uh, from Kansas City this past weekend and uh, he's been very good against the Astros particularly at Minute Maid Park but he hasn't faced the Astros since 2012. I was about to say is that any of these Astros on the team maybe Altuve that's about it but uh, he's done a, a nice job coming back from multiple injuries and and getting himself traded you know that says a lot about uh, somebody that's working real hard to get back to this level and he can still get it up there to 95 miles per hour he's got a good split fingered fastball so for the Astros uh, he throws that pitch almost 30 percent of the time they're gonna have to be on the lookout for that split finger fastball because if, if it's low it's going to be in the dirt keys to the game brought to you by Honda visit your local greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals and all models official sponsor of the Houston Astros well you look at how the Astros have done against the A's they're seven and one against them but that I think is a little bit deceiving yes the Astros have won the majority of the meetings but that doesn't mean that this A's team isn't a tough out this is one of the better teams in the American League that's why they're leading for the second wild card after making the postseason last year yeah I know it's only July but this is a big series especially for Oakland and these games mean a, a lot to the Oakland A's it mean a lot to the a Astros too but uh, for the A's they're thinking all right how can we gain ground on the Astros and they're playing at a, a great pace in the last month of the season but they barely gained ground on Houston now they've overlapped a, a couple of teams in the division uh, but they're still looking behind or, or looking forward to somehow figuring out a way to beat this Astros team Bob Melvin just earlier just said that you know what this Astros team we feel is the best team in baseball and we got to figure out a way to beat them. Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hinch of the Manager Show, presented by Waste Management. And a little later, we'll hear from Mark Geyer, the director of the Johnson Space Center, as we celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 mission. But now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbock beers, including Love Street Blonde, Hopadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. 
or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Welcome back to Astro Launch. This is Steve Sparks ahead of the three-game series with the Oakland A's. I'm talking with A.J. Hinch. And, A.J., this weekend, we haven't spoken since Friday. This weekend, a really nice performances by two young starters, don't you think? Yeah. No, we needed good starting pitching is always important. They, they stepped up and had... Uh, a couple good games back-to-back. It was very good for our pen. More importantly, just to try to win the games. I mean, this is the big leagues. We need them to do well when they get here. It's not you know, it's not something they've been able to do prior to this. We haven't been able to lock down the back end of our rotation for a couple weeks now, but um, has been nice to see some guys step up. Josh James came out of that game a little early, maybe premature. Did he have some soreness there? Yeah. No, he didn't feel good. He didn't look good. So, yeah. I mean, I take him out of the game, and he'll get evaluated. Okay, uh, coming into this series, you guys have played so well against the American League West this year. Haven't seen Oakland for a long time. They're a little bit different from what you saw last. Yeah, they are. Well, they have Olsen back, which is completely different in the middle of their order. They don't have Piscotti, which is somebody that's hurt us in the past. Yeah. So, you know, they 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 do come at you a little differently. They got a brand new pitcher today that was with the Royals. They traded for mm-hmm. in Homer Bailey, and and they find ways to win games. You know, this is not uncommon for them to get really good the second half of the season they get on these runs they 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 have a really good bullpen they 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 are beat up a little bit right now because they had a tough series against the twins where they've had to use a lot of bullpen but um, they find ways to win games and they 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 play well when they play within um, the division they're good we've usually played them pretty tough and it's a series that that uh, is more interesting today than I think people thought it would be yeah. at the beginning of the season. And we were joking around with Jeff Luno yesterday on the pregame show, and we were kind of laughing at at your rotation in this series. Was that a coincidence? It, it actually was. I know was Jeff it? told me that, and I I uh, I didn't I didn't think that the fifth game or fifth series or fourth whatever it is after the break was what I was going to identify with. It did work <laughs> out that way, but I was really trying to beat the Rangers coming out of the out of the all-star break and lined it up based on the all-star game with JV starting and stuff like that. Yeah. It was a mere coincidence that we play the A's and have three, our three big boys going. Well, it works out perfectly. You get Garrett Cole tonight, who's been on a great run. What do you see in him, this extended stretch right now, 10 starts in a row, he's got a 6-0 and record? Yeah, well, I think you can look at like his last 50 starts. Like I, I think this guy is just one of the premier guys in the league that that, that was really, really good at his craft, and he, he works at it, he prepares, he can pitch to different game plans, his stuff is elite. He's got he's got a way of of um, you know evolving and and I know I say that about JV I say it about Garrett um, he's been remarkable for us and the punch outs are just incredible this is not a team that's easy to punch out above the zone so I, I would bet that Garrett's going to live on the lower rail he's going to use his breaking ball a little bit more uh, but you go into the game kind of expecting that eight ten twelve strikeout performance and that. Um, that's just not normal. That's not what starting pitchers usually do nowadays. Yeah. So it's um, he's 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 awesome. You know what I identify with you guys is your starting pitchers in particular pitch to different game plans quite often. Even Arkiti the other yeah. day with all the changeups, yeah. you guys adapt very quickly. Well, there's st- we got to pitch to their strengths. You know, I think you can only make pitchers pitch a certain way if they're able to execute it. So I, um, you know, case in point tonight's going to be they got a couple pretty good fastball, but it's Garrett Cole's fastball. It's hundred different, right? And it's yeah. different. So I, you have to locate it right. You have to you have to make sure you use it at the right time. But 
if, if we're good at anything, we're good at maximizing the strengths of our guys. You guys have not seen Homer Bailey in a long time, so uh, he's using his split-fingered fastball a lot more. How do you identify that pitch? Yeah, you just got to try to pick it up out of the hand, and we know the counts that he likes it in, and, and you do your best to stay disciplined. I mean, it's a tough pitch, and we've seen it with Tanaka. We've seen it with uh, with the Yankees. We've seen it with, you know, Gar uh, Trevor Bauer throws a, a modified one uh, with the Indians. You just you end up having to get the ball up a little bit. you got to hunt the top of the zone. That way, if it does drop a little bit with the split, um, you either lay off of it or it's right in the hitting zone. I was going to ask you real quick, did you see the Hall of Fame induction speeches mm -hmm. at all last night? I did. I watched the, the, the replays of, of all of them. I, I really like Hall of Fame Day. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to check out and make sure Baggy and Biggio, Biggio were paying attention in the background, you know, when they show all the greats on the stage yeah. at the same time. Baggy looked clean. Uh, Baggy was good, and, yeah. and Bidge, Bidge was, you know, looking quite dapper and, yeah. and looked like a Hall of Famer, and, and it was really incredible. You know, we're, we're, we're entering that era where it's guys that mean something to me uh, that I played against or I faced or I, I they're more of my era, and it, um, it's pretty remarkable what these players have been able to do. With that being said, facing Mariano Rivera, what was the what was the biggest challenge? Well, the challenge was staying in the game because like Art Howe and Ken Maka and the boys <laughs> would take me out of the game. I wouldn't get that ninth inning at bat against Mariano Rivera, but the the you know he was really good and he was setting up. The most of the time I faced him, he was setting up for John Wetland mm -hmm. in the eighth inning. So I before he became the the inner Sandman closer, but it um, yeah. yeah those late game at bat Sparky, I didn't get a lot of. Them. All right. All right. Well, you got a big series with Oakland. Best of luck, and thanks for catching up. Thank you, Sparky. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. It's Hall of Fame weekend, presented by Houston Methodist. Friday, August 2nd, all fans will receive a replica Nolan Ryan rainbow shoulder jersey. Saturday, the inaugural Astros Hall of Fame class will be inducted, and 10,000 fans will receive a replica Astros Hall of Fame plaque monument. Get here early Sunday for an alumni home run derby. 10,000 fans will receive a replica Astros Hall of Fame jacket statue. Celebrate history during Hall of Fame weekend presented by Houston Methodist. For tickets, visit astros.com slash hall of fame. In 1964, the Houston Colt 45s were on a nationwide search for talent. They were dealt a bad hand in the expansion draft, and that left them scrambling to sign young players for the future. They won a competition among 17 clubs for 17-year-old Californian Larry Durker by offering him $55,000. Durker arrived in the major leagues that September, fanning Willie Mays and Jim Ray Hart in the first inning of his major league debut on his 18th birthday. In 1966, at age 19, Durker beat Sandy Koufax at Dodgers Stadium 3-0 just a few miles from where he went to high school. He lost a perfect game in the ninth against the Mets and lost the game 1-0. By 1969, Durker was the club MVP and a 20-game winner. He was an all-star, and he also completed 20 games. Durker lost a no-hitter that year against Atlanta with two outs in the ninth on a Felix Mion infield hit. By 1976, Larry was well along in a career with 137 victories for Houston, third on the all-time list. But he still didn't have a no-hitter until July 9, 1976 against Montreal. Right, Durker uh, checks over sign again with Ed Ehrman. He has a two-ball, two-strike count on Lytle. He has just struck out Pepe Manguel. The pitch to Lytle. Got him. Struck him out. Two away. Durker needs Mike Jorgensen. Two outs, nobody on. Don't think he doesn't know he doesn't have it. If he didn't, he'd have to be totally stupid. The fans here are going absolutely berserk. Go get him, Larry, and go get him, Gino. All right, here's Jorgensen. Always a tough out, a left-handed batter. Flight out twice, grounded out tonight. Durker's windup, pitch to Jorgensen. Ground ball. Watson's got it. It's all over. And Durker has the no-hitter. 
Look at him go wild. After the game, Larry went home, and he and his wife Judy enjoyed a bottle of champagne he had put in the refrigerator earlier that day. It wasn't that he felt a no-hitter coming that night. It just happened to be their wedding anniversary. Larry Durker completed 106 of his 320 career starts with Houston, both club records. He's also the all-time club leader in shutouts and innings pitched. Durker wants this one badly. Oh, would he like to have the shutout. One ball, two strikes. All right, he checks first base, and uh, here's the pitch now to Robertson. Ground ball to third. Raiders got it. He'll have to hurry. The throw to first base is in time. He got it. Raider recovers in time, and Durker gets the shutout. And for the first time in Houston history, one pitcher has thrown five shutouts in a season. And Durker now has gone for the cycle. He has shut out every club in the National League at least once. And he's still the only Houston manager to lead his club to four playoff appearances in five years. Larry Durker is a member of the 2019 Astros Hall of Fame inaugural class presented by Houston Methodist. And welcome back. Robert Ford, pleased to be joined by a, a very special guest. As a, This is a, a very special year because it's the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 mission landing on the moon first uh, men to land on the moon and we're pleased to be joined by Mark Geyer the director of the Johnson Space Center here in the Houston area first of all good to see you Mark and thank you before Robert. we talk about the the moon landing I know uh, a very uh, uh, important member of the NASA family has passed away and, and offer our, we'd like to offer our condolences and I know it's 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 a bit sad for for you right now thank you Robert yes Christopher Kraft mm -hmm. Uh, who really created human spaceflight mission operations and started that at, back in the Mercury program and all the way through into shuttle, passed away today. Uh, and he's really an icon for us, a great leader uh, and a visionary. And so it's, uh, it's a sad day for Johnson and NASA. And again, offer our condolences Thank you. for Thank that you. loss. And uh, the Apollo 11 mission, obviously there was a lot of buildup to this. It was something at the time that was talked about quite quite a bit i mean i i think people maybe now you know like someone like me who wasn't alive when the moon landing happened may not understand how significant of an event this was at the time right i mean you think about it that they went from barely having launched any uh, person even into space at all mm -hmm. and then we were given that challenge to actually land somebody on the moon and the amount of energy it takes to push capsules to the moon, the complexity of actually landing it, controlling it. I think it's a, a huge testament to people like Chris Kraft and others who had the uh, audacity <laughs> to dream that it could be done and to make it happen. Certainly, and also there was a, a bit of a, a, a Cold War element to it as well with Russia. Tr there was the space race with them as well. That, that was a big part of it too, Exactly, right? exactly. It was part about showing that the United States one had the technical uh, capability and also the will to do something incredible like this, and that was a big part of it. So how has um, Houston embraced the anniversary of the Apollo 11 mission? I mean, it's, it's a nationwide event, really, but obviously with NASA being here uh, and so many ties to the space program in Houston, it, it's a little more special here than it is other places. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great point, Robert. So clearly we, we really love the, this anniversary, but it's great that the, really the whole nation, the world, is excited about this anniversary. And of course, we're, we're, we love being part of Houston, and the Astros are a big part of Houston and of our, our lives, so it's great that we could share this anniversary with them. 
what um, sort of activities? I mean, obviously, uh, honoring and recognizing it tonight, Astros are going to be wearing special commemorative hats uh, commemorating that Apollo 11 mission, landing a man on the moon. But what are some of the other things going on around Houston to celebrate? So we had big events on Saturday, clearly, uh, as we did the countdown of the landing and, and Neil uh, walking on the surface of the moon. So now uh, what we have left is, of course, the splashdown was the 24th coming up on Wednesday. So Mike Collins will be uh, with our employees talking a little bit about his experience because he was one of the three astronauts, of course. Um, and I think the other thing, Robert, would be good to talk about is, so landing on the moon 50 years ago, incredible history, and now NASA, we're taking that forward. We're going back to the moon, uh, and within three years, we'll have a woman and man orbiting mm -hmm. the moon and soon going back to the surface uh, under what we call the Artemis program, uh, a beginning of us going forward to the moon and this time to stay in a sustainable way. Um, so I think that's part of our celebration is thinking about the hard work and the incredible stuff that we have going forward. Now you talk about staying on the moon. What, like what, 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 sort of, what sort of length of stay are we, we talking about here? So we'll start out with shorter stays. We'll short, start with short missions, you know, maybe a week or so. Okay. But the idea is we'll start implanting uh, habitats that allow us to stay longer. But we also have a, a what's different than Apollo is we're going to send more people to the lunar region. So we're going to start with a small orbiting platform that allows us to bring the, the lander, like the LEM that was in Apollo, but bigger, and uh, Orion, which is now our new capsule. Then we'll join there and then go down to the surface. And it allows us to reuse the elements, uh, which we were not able to do in Apollo, which helps us reduce costs. And we'll also go there with our international partners, because last time we went alone in Apollo, under Artemis, we're going together with our international partners and commercial partners. All right, so much going on, and great to know that it's still a, a big event even 50 years later, and that hopefully we can add to to moon exploration here in the next few years. Mark Iyer, director of the Johnson Space Center, uh, part of NASA, thank you so much for joining us and uh, good chatting with you. Thank you, Robert, it's great. Right. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.